Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of park, park hoppers. hoppers. Hakuna Matata, the festival of the Lion King has returned to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Sort of. Danny made a trip out to catch the first soft opening performance of the retooled celebration of the festival of the Lion King. Was there anything new? What was missing? Is it worth seeing? Let's discuss right now. Let's, Let's hop, hop to it. it. was an unexpected surprise this week. Yeah, we found out literally the morning of that there was going to be some potential soft openings at Disney's Animal Kingdom for a celebration of the Festival of the Lion King. What a mouthful. Yeah, that's such a mouthful. Now, it was so funny because like this was my last weekend off by myself. And so uh, this is our my, our last weekends that we're not going to have aligned. Right. And so I was all by myself and trying to figure out what to do. I couldn't find a park pass. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to Universal. I didn't know what to do with my life. And then lo and behold, a gift from heaven came the Festival of the Lion King and, soft opening. And then another gift from heaven came a park pass. A park pass. Because... Trust me, guys. If you can't find a park pass, keep going. Do not worry. Keep trying. I can't guarantee that you'll find one, but it's more likely than not. Yeah, I, I, it was. It was so funny because I was like, "Oh well, I guess I can't find a park pass. I guess I could go tomorrow." Yeah. And but we then, really wanted to be there for the first one. And if as, it was going to happen. Yeah, and as you were getting ready for work, I was like, "So I found a park pass. I guess I'm going to go check out the uh, soft opening." Yeah. And it all worked out. Yeah, it all worked out. But the other thing was, it was so funny because I immediately got on the app to ask a Disney cast member what time the shows were at. And the Disney cast member on the My Disney Experience app said, the shows aren't happening right now. Sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. And I was like, oh, well, it seems that they're loading into... (laughs) <laughs> for the yeah. very first show. We had, we had some intel that morning that uh, they were going to be starting tech rehearsals that day. And so the more real that became, the more I wanted Danny to go to Animal Kingdom, go check it out, because I had to work. But she was off, and she had a chance to go check it out. And I wanted to go. It was just more like I, didn't, I was c- more concerned about, like, what if I go and I'm all excited, and, like, do I – talk about the fact that we're going to go live what if i can't get into the show what if there are no other shows today what if there's like one show today and i've already missed it and then i'm at animal kingdom and i'm all by myself which is you know a a solo disney day there's nothing wrong with that but we we had some goals that day as soon as that popped up and so what ended up happening was i went to animal kingdom and first off what we have learned directly from cast members over there is that they are currently in technical rehearsals, which means these are not scheduled shows. Correct. They may or may not happen, and things may be different uh, as they appear during tech rehearsals than they are when the show is finally officially open. Yes. Now, these are not currently all the shows, and these are not the shows that are happening every day. However, the goal is to have every day 
the shows be at 1230, 1.30, 5, 6, and 7 in order to flow right into the potential premiere date goal of May the 15th. That's really great. And that's four days from this uh, this recording here on May 11th. Um, so we're four days away, hopefully from the grand opening of a celebration of the festival, the Lion King. I'm never going to get used to saying that. It's it's, it's, it's like ma- it's like Hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventure. It me. is. It's so long. It's so long. <laughs> like, why do we make it longer? Like, please make it. Like, festival of the Lion King was plenty long enough. <laughs> if you had that on a hat, it would have so many lines on it, right? Um, but I do want to just note that May fifteenth is the goal premiere date. However, the official Disney word is. Mid-May. Yes, which May 15th is literally mid-May. Right, but I just want to say that Disney has not said specifically that, boom, May 15th, premiere date. Right. But that is what we have been told from numerous cast members when we were there. And uh, now let's kind of get into our episode because we are going to review, and I watched Danny's YouTube video, so I did see the video that she shot of the show while she was attending this show. So I wasn't there but I was there in spirit, but then I watched it in post so we could talk about what we thought were the differences. But you and your family love this show. Yes. You and your family have seen this show a million times, and I've seen it less times, but a bunch of times with you, my family, whatever. So we are very familiar with the Festival of the Lion King, and now we just kind of wanted to tell you guys what we thought the differences were and how it kind of differentiated from the original show with the new a celebration of the Festival of the Lion King. Which is a modified show for now, is our understanding. Now, um, yes, we have been to this show for as long as I can remember. I actually don't remember ever going on a Disney trip and not going to this show. Yeah. So either it's just become meshed with my Disney memories, or we've just been going the entire time we've ever gone to Disney World. Mm -hmm. And usually when we go, this is a must-do. Like. We don't go to Animal Kingdom and not see a festival of the Lion King. And it's cool because when Fast Passes existed, this was such a popular show that they actually had Fast Passes to go to this show. Right. So like, if you were searching through the Fast Pass uh, menu or whatever that existed before and you couldn't find what you wanted, there was usually something for Festival of the Lion King that you could you know, guarantee yourself a spot in the theater with the Fast Pass, which was nice. Yeah, I, I loved that. And they had so many shows. I think it was almost every... It was once an hour on the half hour, I believe. And yes. I think they may have skipped an hour in between, but it was like 11.30, 12.30, 1.30 type of thing. I feel like they had maybe a couple extra shows than the ones that we just discussed. So we just said there would be six. I think maybe they had like eight, maybe? I yeah. yeah, I think it started I I think it started around 10 o'clock I don't normally. Qu- I don't quite remember, yeah. but they ha- it seemed like they Not had a lot matters. more shows. Yeah, but... Um, so they, this was, has always been a popular show. Very. And for me, I feel like every time I would go see it, it always made me emotional. Sure. Because one. How can the Lion King music not make you emotional? Well, the, 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 exactly. The music's amazing. The performers are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nostalgia from coming on past vacations with our family. Simba. Simba. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't run over and be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There he is. He's he's like, why do you keep saying my name? And there are so many reasons. I will tell you that uh, before we get into the differences between a celebration of the Festival of the Lion King and the Festival of the Lion King, 
that from the moment I was standing outside and waiting for the show to end and me to get led into the show. I could hear the music from outside and I was already getting weepy standing outside. <laughs> and now you it, went to the second show, right? I did. Yeah, we missed the first one. And it was funny because there was a cast member standing in front of me because I was just waiting and I was kind of like just standing by myself and I had my glasses on and my mask on. And I turned and looked at her and she had tears in her eyes. And she's like, every time I hear this music, it's just making me so emotional that this is back. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And I, I like whipped off my glasses. I was like, I'm Maybe too. too. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then I literally like had to like make sure my, I wasn't making the camera shake because yeah. I was like ugly crying at some of the parts and i mean it was just so so wonderful to just see this back however there are a lot of differences and we're going to get into that yeah. right now but i do want to say i just do want to say that it is very very good to have this show back absolutely now my memory serves me right there was always a really long standby line for festival of the lion king correct and Fast passes, there was plenty of those available. So those people always get let in first. And then the standby line would fill in right up until showtime when they would close the doors and they would just pack people in there. Oh my gosh. Like you could not fit another person in there by the time they were done loading a show. And that is the first difference that we really kind of wanted to touch on is that because of you know these unprecedented times that we're still going through right now, they're hopefully almost over, but we're still in them. Um, but because of the unprecedented times, they've let far less people into the theater and they're far more spread out. So I do want to say that in the past, the way that it worked is they would seat you in a section and then you would think that you were you'd found your seat. You were you were done. You, oh, you're yeah. starting to make yourself comfortable. <laughs> yep. And they would tell you to either stand up or continue scooting as far as you can to the person Until next to you. you're basically touching the person next to you, yes. whether you knew them or not. Yeah, you're like, what sitting, a weird concept. You're like sitting in a stranger's lap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy vacation. Um, but then they would fit more people at the end. Now, for this one, it was completely different. So first off, they were skipping rows. Yep. As they have been doing for all the theater style shows, whether it be... Frozen Ever After at, uh, not Frozen Ever After, uh, Frozen Singlong Spectacular at Hollywood Studios, or even things like the Carousel of Progress at Magic Kingdom. They've just been skipping rows. Right. And then they had spaces for four, is what I believe. But, you know, it was just like a space. It wasn't yeah. like... They're not seats, it's benches. Right. But my understanding was if there were more than four people, they would make the fifth person go to the next spot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sorry, Johnny, move over. You can't sit with us. <laughs> um, and in between each of those spaces for groups of people, they had what I believe to be six foot markers. That's the stickers that were on the benches? Yeah, the stickers yeah. on the benches. I don't yeah. know how exactly how long they were. Yeah, they're pro yeah, probably close to six feet, I would imagine. Maybe shorter, who knows? I'm not sure. I was too excited about the show to even to right. really take a but look. But you had your own little space then. Right, and um, luckily I was able to get at the very edge of the row because I was hoping to get a good spot to live stream. Yep. But the thing is, normally when I came to this show, if I was a couple rows back, I had like a tall child sitting in front of me and I couldn't see anything. And so the thing was, there was nobody in front of me because of this um, distancing. So I know that will change, but I did like that. I did <laughs> like that I could see. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, 
so the seating was absolutely different. There were, I don't even know, maybe a fourth of the people? Yeah, probably. If, maybe if, even less. If that. but Because um, we, we watched an, an older version of this before we started the show, and they were crammed in there. Like sardines yeah. crammed. Yeah, that and that's what I remember from that show. It was almost, it used to be like if you were running late for that show and you could make it on time, they could squeeze you in <laughs> yeah, right. because they would find some place to squeeze you in. It's really funny that you say that because while we were watching the the older version of the show, uh-huh. when the uh, the four singers that come out, they go, "This it is time!" Like those guys and the and the two women and the two guys, and they're they're starting the show already. And I can see cast members still sitting. People, it's like, oh my god, they're really cramming them but in. But that's there. what I remember being yeah. on vacation. Us being like. We have like seven minutes to get there and being like, we can still make it. They'll fit us in. Yeah. But that would not happen right now nope. because they definitely are making sure that people are distanced. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely the first thing that we noticed. Um, and the, then it, it is time. Now, we're, now, once the show started and I was weeping already, um, the singers were the first ones to come out. Mm-hmm. And first off, if you watch the old videos of this, the singers are all standing very close together at the yes. beginning. Their hands are all touching. They're walking in circles together. It's almost the, like a seance. They're kind of like touching each other and moving in a circle. They're bringing down the spirits of the Lion they're King. They're ready to bring alive the Lion King festival. <laughs> exactly. That's what yes, was happening. It is time. It is time. Now, Simba. That's what they were doing, though. And they were there were performers running all around them bringing the seance together yeah, right. the animals were dancing the music was happening um there was smoke everywhere or fog yes fog yes <laughs> not smoke nothing was on fire <laughs> uh fog. except for those dance moves yes <laughs> those were on fire they were on fire um the other thing is in that beginning part in the past you also had performers lifting each other up yeah creating a scene um, and setting the tone, setting the tone for the entire show. And one really, um, one thing that I feel like was really obvious if you've seen the show before is that first off, all of the, uh, singers were all on the outside of the circle. So right. none of them were near each other. Yeah. They were at least six feet apart. Oh yeah. And then you also had a few, maybe a third of the, the dancers, an- the dancers, the performers with them. And everybody had their distance. Nobody was climbing on top of each other. Nobody right. was lifting each other up. But they were still doing the same type of uh, seance. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, jungle dance. Jungle let's let's da- call it that. They were still doing all of this. Um you know, would it be a Savannah dance? Savannah dance. <laughs> um, they were still doing all of these things, but it was very much spread out. And so that was one thing that was glaringly obvious right from the beginning. And there was no fog. That was the weirdest part to me watching your video because I vividly remember the the tone being set because the lights would go down and the fog would come up and then you'd see colors and stuff surrounding the the hosts of the show and it was like whoa this is going to be a big deal this is going to be awesome and that's the first thing i really noticed right away on your video is that the ambiance and the scene felt very different i will say that it's so funny that you say that because being there in person i could not put my finger on what was missing it was watching that watching your video 
if 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 I didn't hear any audience cheering or anything like that, I would have felt like I was watching like a rehearsal practice or yeah. rehearsals where there was no like crazy effects going on in addition to the singing and the dancing. Right. I can definitely see that. Um, I also have to say that being there in person and then also watching it on a video also felt very different. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Because it always does. Because when you're watching it in person, you are taking in everything from all sides where in the video, I was trying to do a good job of kind of taking everything in and going from side to side every once in a while. Um, so I think being focused on the main part of the stage made it really obvious that there weren't things like fog. Right. So right off the bat, the show felt different. Sure. But it also felt very, very much the same. So it just, it looked, it, it's hard to like almost, you know, show like, hey, this is right off the bat, everything's different. When if you hadn't seen it that many times, you might not know the difference. Yeah. Now... One thing that was also very different was normally at the beginning, there's audience participation. And this is a long part of the show. That was uh, that was always a really cool part to me because, you know, as adults, it was fun to watch what they were doing. But usually it was kids that were chosen from the audience who uh, there's four sections. There's the lion section, the giraffe section, the warthog section and the elephant section. Correct? Right. And what these four hosts of the show would do is to pick out kids usually from one in, one kid from each section and they'd get them to make the noises that those animals would make and then the whole crowd would have to do it as well uh, in each section. Yeah, whatever section you were sitting in, you would do like a hand movement and you'd make you know, a noise of the, right. the animal you were like, in. Elephant section, make some noise and everybody would go... <laughs> And you'd raise your trunk. Yeah. And then if you were a lion, you'd... Rah! And you'd put your paws up. So, yeah, it just depended what section you were in. <laughs> and and they would actually bring this back throughout the show and be like, yeah. hey, where, where are the warthogs? Where are the lions? Like, they would kind of want you to participate. Yeah. Um, and that's gone right now. Yeah, that was one thing that was really kind of odd to not see. It made me, like I said, it made me feel like I was watching more of a rehearsal than the actual show, which it was. It is a technical rehearsal. Yeah. But I'm hoping that you know, sometime in the near future, that that ele- that kind of interactive element gets added back in. You know what I just realized? What's that? I realized that there's another form of audience participation that they did not um, actually have in there. And what was that? Um, that was actually the um you know the part where they do the hakuna matata and they do the clap 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 right and they do the hand motions and they want to get the entire audience doing it that wasn't in there and i just realized that that's weird that they would take that away because it doesn't involve singing or yelling or making noises um and i did notice later in the show when they were singing the hakuna matata part that the actors and the dancers were doing that right but they were but they never told the crowd to do that right but normally you have some of the performers including the tumble monkeys who are trying to right. get the crowd involved in there <laughs> tumble well, we'll get there we'll get there <laughs> but um that's another audience participation that i just realized that wasn't there right so, and I always was very excited about that, but I also feel like I didn't realize it because I was holding um, the camera and normally I would be using my hands where um, for for this past show that I saw, I was holding the camera so I didn't miss out on it. I was focused on something else. What else did we notice about this show? Uh, right when it started, I noticed that there was a lot less uh, performers and people out on the stage area than there was previously 
because it really did feel like a party was about to start or like a major event was about to start when this show was kicking off because tons of performers were out there welcoming all the animal floats in. Whereas dancing, running, exactly, they had ribbon dancers, right? And then during this this performance here of a celebration of the festival of the Lion King, it just it was the four hosts, correct? And then a couple other scattered, correct? Folks. That's correct. And then on top of that, throughout the entire show, I would say that there were probably half the performers there used to be. Yeah. Now. I obviously didn't count them. I don't know how many there used to be. I don't know exactly how many there were here. It was definitely more. But in my humble opinion, it seemed to be about half of what there used to be. I think you're probably right. Seeing the the video that we watched of the old one versus the one that you shot. I think you're probably right. It was about half or felt that way at least. Now, why do we think that they would have half the performers? Space. Space, yeah. Um, Now, one thing that you pointed out to me that I didn't really notice much is that the dancers didn't really move around that much. They kind of had their own zone. Yeah, well, it used to almost feel like controlled chaos. (laughs) Yes. That's a perfect way to describe it. Where they would be running and dancing and, um, you know you know jumping and kicking and just swinging around and everything was just beautiful and also chaotic but you would never have the same like you in my opinion i don't think we've really had the same dancers stay in front of you the entire show where when we were watching the video that i took I kept pointing out to you that the same dancer was right in front of me. Yeah, and they moved around a little bit, but eventually kind of came back to their own you know, area almost. or area zone. Exactly. Uh, the choreography was noticeably different as well. Um, there wasn't a lot of running around like there used to be. Yeah. Um, they kind of used to, you know, you'd have stilt walkers and dancers and the people with the, um, with the bird kite things, whatever they're called. And they would just literally use the entire space to kind of run around and perform. Yeah. Whereas they kind of stayed more stationary within like a five, 10 foot area. Yeah. And the choreography was much different and they were staying further apart from each other. Yeah. I do think that part of that must be a safety thing. Probably. Because if you're running around in each other's space and breathing heavy and those kind of things, um, maybe they find it safer to like kind of stay in your own zone. And especially because one thing we will, we do want to note, and I was actually kind of surprised at, was the fact that the performers did not have to wear masks. Yeah. I yep. thought for sure when this show came back that they would have to wear masks. Even though, you know, the, the only other live show on property, the Frozen Singlong Spectacular, they don't wear masks either, but they do stay noticeably different on stage. Right. Um, so I'm kind of glad to see them not wearing masks. So if if the fact that they have to stay apart and the choreography has to change and the look of the show has to change for now makes them not have to wear masks, then I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I'm, I was actually very surprised to see none of the performers wearing masks. Um, but... Also, we don't see the performers usually in cavalcades wearing masks either. Right. But they're always more than six feet away from everybody. Right. And but same same here um, where it felt like there were en- there was enough distance and there were a minimum amount of performers to be able to keep that distance. Right. But I would definitely say that it was a lot less chaotic. And I mean chaotic in the most beautiful way <laughs> like yeah. when i say chaotic i don't mean in a negative way because oh, it's sh- gorgeously done like the the show in its original form 
has so much going on that you could probably see every show that day and notice so many different things. Right, exactly. Where um, this was definitely, there was a lot less happening, but it was still beautiful. Now, there's a couple of things we wanted to touch on that were very different. Uh, but first, I just wanted to touch on one more thing that during uh, Be Prepared, you know, Scar's epic solo, um, before there was more performers up on the the moving stage that they had that the, the tumble monkeys would hook all their, their stuff into. Um, but Scar was basically up there by himself singing that song until he moved basically off the stage for the fire dancer. Yeah, so if you've never seen this show before, normally um, all of the performers and everybody comes into this main area of the building the fog amps up um it gets dark it gets darker um it's very ominous and then you have a lot of performers kind of tightened around this main stage and then you have one of the main singers as bill was saying performing uh be prepared the villain song yes and then you have a flamethrower who Mm -hmm. does the most insane routine yeah but again, it almost kind of feels like that scene in The Lion King with all the hyenas and Scar. So it's very much meant to feel like a little bit like that. But as Bill was saying, during this, everybody was spread out. And then you had Scar, that main performer who was singing, who was, took the main stage, but then took a step back to allow the flamethrower to have the stage to himself. So it, it did kind of... Um, it felt less anxious yes, almost right. where when you saw the original show, I do feel like that show, that scene feels anxious because there's so many people and there's so much happening and just feels very ominous and scary. So uh, that was a very, very big difference. Yeah. And for especially sure. no fog. Yeah. It, it definitely felt less ominous because of the no fog for sure. Um, but one thing that doesn't feel ominous and it was actually probably one of the more exciting parts of the original show was the trapeze specialist tumble monkeys. And one thing that was very, very noticeably missing from the uh, the retooled uh, celebration of the Festival of Lion King was no tumble monkeys. Now, if you're saying, what the heck are t- tumble monkeys? What tumble monkeys are is exactly what it sounds yeah, exactly. like. Exactly. They're, they're monkeys g- doing gymnastics. It's, gymnast- <laughs> it's gymnasts dressed up like monkeys tumbling around the stage. But not just tumbling around the stage. They were doing like circus level trapeze, like crazy swinging stuff. It was awesome. Yeah. Trampoline work. All, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. They've, they've got, um, you know, the gymnastics bars. They had... Yep. Uh, trapeze, like you said, trapeze type things. There was a, um, what am I trying to say? The bouncy. Trampoline. The trampoline. Thank you. Uh, they, they were b- using the trampoline with everything. They were climbing on top of each other. I mean. Swinging off each other. Swinging off each other. It, it was it was very impressive. And it, uh, from my understanding, that was what a lot of people really liked about that show. Not the only thing, but it was a huge draw. The whole festival of the lion king show if you ever been to the big apple circus or ringling brothers when it existed the whole show felt like going to the circus right and where there was like a ring in the middle and everything was happening and you know there was trapeze and fire and all sorts of crazy stuff the only thing missing was real live elephants um but not having the tumble monkeys there doing their thing, even though the tumble monkeys aren't in any way really associated with the Lion King, like just about every other part of the show. Right. That added an element of excitement and 
got the crowd to stand up and cheer and, you know, it just really engage the audience in something fun. It also gave an element of silliness, especially when you have like right. deeper, darker parts like uh, Be Prepared. Yep. You would have them picking bugs out of each other's hair, yeah. or out of each other's fur. And the, the dynamic between the Tumble Monkeys and Timon was always great. Yeah. So the Tumble Monkeys actually um, in the old show, they used to do their whole routine um, around the same time that Timon did his big Hakuna Matata number. Yeah, right. Um, the other thing is the tumble monkeys are in the show the entire time. So right. they're running around, they're interacting with the audience members. Um, they're getting up close to the audience members. Um, I know that on more than one occasion, I had a tumble monkey run up to me and pull a pretend bug off of me. <laughs> so I mean, are you sure it was pretend? <laughs> I, I certainly slimy hope. yet satisfying. Sli you know, slimy yet satisfying. I don't know. Whatever the tumble monkeys needed. Okay. <laughs> Whatever I got to be part of the show. There you go. But um, so there was that missing. I don't even know how to explain it. It's almost like fun that element. fun, silly element that you still had throughout the show. So even during the serious moments, because like even when you had like, can you feel the love tonight? Um, you would have the tumble monkeys sitting there like, watching quietly yeah. and like, <laughs> like you know sitting crisscross applesauce being like oh this is oh cute. this is cute i'm gonna pick a bug out of your hair now <laughs> like to another tumble monkey right so it did give another element they're almost like an extension of the audience yeah it, it's really true now i do want to kind of dive into one of the other things i just mentioned the tumble monkeys were missing but so was a very very cool part of the show and that was the performance in Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Now, the song and uh, a performance was still in the show. But the one thing that was missing, again, another thing that comes from the circus is more, I don't even know what you would call it. They're not rope swingers because the rope is, I think it's like elastic-y kind of. Right. Um, I'm not sure exactly what you call it, but we'll call them rope swingers because you it'll be an easy way to describe it. But Basically, there's a performance, there's a dance routine, and then in the middle of it, one of the performers gets hooked up on a rope and swings around the entire stage and the theater and does crazy flips and spins. It's almost like an aerial dancing. An aerial dance. Oh, thank you. That's exactly I what I was trying to for. figure out what an to call aerial it. aerial performance, an aerial dance. Yes. Um, and it was beautiful. And the, the way that they did that was, um, while Can You Feel the Love Tonight was sung, um, you had these two dancers dressed up like these beautiful birds and they were able to uh, dance together and the male bird, the red bird, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, took the female bird and hooked her up and helped her to fly all around and she would flutter above him and come back to him and he'd catch her gently and they'd get very close to each other and then he'd swing her around and she'd spin in circles above his head and it was just a very, very intimate aerial dance now if you're familiar with the original lion king you know that the scene that contains can you feel the love tonight is basically simba and nala Shh. spoiler alert um being like oh my god i love you so much you know we were together again and this is like meant to be type of thing and so that was a very intimate like boy and a girl falling in love song and this dance routine that they did, I thought was kind of weird because with it being such an intimate number, the dancers that were performing never came within six feet of each other and never touched. 
the closest the closest they would get to each other they would actually like turn their backs to each other so it was a very obviously um intentionally yeah we're not like facing each other kind of a dance um now it's like, can you feel the love from afar? Can you see? <laughs> well, as you were saying, that there's no, there's no swinging from the rope. There's no aerial dancing. Um, they never touched. Uh, they kept distance. And um, where before it was a very intimate lover's number before, um, I, I mean, I do kind of agree it was a little bit more awkward, but I also was really, really glad that they didn't cut it. Sure, yeah, right. I still thought that the dancers did a beautiful job of still bringing that song to life. If it's got to be a little more awkward right now because of everything going on, then fine. But an intimate number, just it, it felt kind of weird to me that they were <laughs> like, they were like, reaching out and like air fiving and, and, and across from the yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I was, mean, it was interesting i so i do understand what the point was yeah. to be able to bring it to us without um can you feel me from over here <laughs> they could okay they definitely <laughs> they used the force they used, <laughs> no wrong movie oh shoot wrong, disney property wrong park <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so even even something like that in the show was different yeah now, um, one thing that uh, you added to um, our notes was that you felt like this show was significantly shorter. It felt like, because we skipped the Tumble Monkeys, which is such a long routine, and uh, a, cu- a couple other things at the beginning, I-, I felt like we got to that big Hakuna Matana number very quickly when we were watching the video. Yeah, I do think that there was... Because I feel like the show is normally like 25 to 30 minutes, and I feel like your video, I think, was around 20 uh, I would definitely agree with that. I think that they cut out some of the um, audience interaction, which that, yes, cut a sure. lot of that. For sure. Um, I think that there, there's got to be other parts cut that maybe I just didn't realize. It feels like they shaved off different parts of the show to shorten it, Cause, I think. Because the original Tumble Monkeys segment, I believe, was at least four to five minutes. Probably. And then you also had the audience interaction where they were bringing people down and introducing them and having right. the audience participate and then um, also every single time the audience was participating in the old show didn't exist in this show. Yeah. And for, I mean, it's for good reason. You know, they, they had to cut a couple of things because of safety measures. And the reason why they're calling it a celebration of the Festival of the Lion King is so they didn't have to call it, you know, a taste of the Festival of the Lion <laughs> King or anything like that. A sampling. Yeah, basically, yeah. Because yeah. you're just, you're getting, you're getting a taste of it for yeah. now. Yeah. Just they're gonna bring it back so you can remember it, and you're you're gonna have a have a small taste for for now, like an appetizer. Whereas when they bring it back full time, then it'll be a, a new show essentially. Yeah, I I would definitely say it's shorter. Um, and I did want to say that even though I we we've been talking about them cutting all of the audience participation, they did have us sway our arms. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I did not. I was holding a camera. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> yes. Uh, but so they do, there is audience participation, but not nearly as much as there used to be. And it definitely isn't. Uh, doesn't make you feel like you're as much part of the show as um, they used to make you feel. So they used to have a lot of stuff that made you want to participate. Yeah. Where I mean, I don't know about you, but swaying my arms, I never am like, ooh, everyone's swaying their arms. Yeah. I need to also. Right. <laughs> Join the sway. Or holding a lighter up in the air. Yes. <laughs> uh, but beggars can't be choosers. You know, we got 
we got another live show back at Walt Disney World, which is really exciting. Um, the first one in Animal Kingdom. Hopefully, more and more will pop up in the near future. Um, but one thing I really wanted to touch on, I know you mentioned it, is that My if you favorite. haven't seen Festival of the Lion King and you haven't seen the Simba animatronic that's in this show, you haven't seen anything yet. Right. Because this guy does not get nearly as much love as he should. Who's that? Simba. Oh, Simba. <laughs> Simba. Oh, you woke him up. <laughs> oh, he's like, I, he's like, I don't get as much love as I should. Oh, he gets Pe- plenty of love. People <laughs> should be rubbing my belly 24 <laughs> hours a day. Yeah. But no, that's not the Simba we're talking about. So first off, guys, if you're like, oh, there's a Sim- Simba animatronic. Here's the thing. This Simba animatronic throughout the show, he sings, yes. he dances, he roars. He he closes it, his eyes and he feels the music. He feels the music. He is jamming out. If you go to our TikTok and you can find our most viewed video that we have there, it's a, vi- it's a video of Simba singing, like literally mouth moving, eyes blinking, head bobbing, singing Lion Sleeps Tonight. Yeah. Go, go check it out. And also at the very end of our video... Um, this is the coolest uh, of part. our YouTube video. I always try to make a point if I can and walk by Simba. I try to talk to the animatronic Simba because he responds to you. I don't understand how it works. I don't know if it's like somebody in there doing it or it's just like a sensor that kind of detects where your voice is coming from. But it is so cool because if you go over to because when you're walking out of the theater, you essentially walk across the stage. Right. And if you go over to the Simba animatronic that's up on the um, the float that he's on and you yell up to him and you say his name, if if he catches on, he'll look down at you and like blink and move his head or like nod at you. It's the coolest thing. I said, bye Simba. And he turned and he looked at me and then he bowed his head to me. So awesome. And um, the other thing is in the past, if you knew that you could do that, you could actually go up and ask Simba to take a picture and he would pose with you. Yeah, he like smiles and (laughs) it's so cool. And so that was one thing that always, first off, I love that. And if you, you can literally watch the Simba animatronic the entire time. Yeah. And it is like the most amazing, fun thing to watch. And overall, um, I just want to say the Simba animatronic just does not get the hype that it deserves. Hopefully, maybe we can start the hype here on this show and people will start attending Festival of the Lion King and really appreciating the the amazingness that is the Simba animatronic. I have an idea. Uh-oh, what do we got? My idea is maybe at some point we'll have to take an entire video of fest- or either at the celebration of the Festival of the Lion King or someday when the Festival of the Lion King comes back and just record... The Simba animatronic, yeah. the entire time. <laughs> Feel like the uh, the Simba cam or this something. Is the Simba cam. <laughs> I would love that. We should definitely do that. I think that would, people would get a kick out of that. I I would get a kick out of that because be- you can still hear the music and all that stuff, and we can edit out you know the stuff that you know it doesn't really belong. But Simba is basically interacting with the entire show, and it's so much fun to watch. Yeah, so I definitely think we should do that. Um, but overall, um, what are your thoughts about this show and I'm, its return? <laughs> I'm really happy that it's back. It's a step in the right direction, starting to get live shows back at Disney World. Um, that's one thing that the parks have been sorely missing since they opened in July. They're kind of people eaters. 
you know, you've got, especially at Hollywood Studios, you've got um, Fantasmic, you've got uh, Journey, of the, uh, Journey of, or Voyage of the Little Mermaid, you've got Indiana Jones. All those shows eat people up right. in the parks and make the lines shorter. Animal Kingdom, you've got um, the Finding Nemo show. Right. You've got uh, the Bird show. You've got the, the... The Bird show is happening right oh, now. It's happening now? It is happening okay. right now. Um, so I stand corrected. And then Festival of the Lion King, you also have that as well. And, and Tough to be a Bug and all that. So it's, it's it's great to see all these attractions opening back up for you know people to kind of spread out. Um, so it's a step in the right direction. Really psyched that Festival of the Lion King sort of is back. And uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, we can return fully to normal. Yeah, um, I personally have to say what I have to say about this show is first off, um, being there for these technical rehearsals, first off, just felt so wonderful. The only thing I can compare it to is, you know, when in Frozen that they're like, finally, they're opening up the gates. Yeah. It kind of felt a little bit like that to these shows, because this feels like the very beginning of these shows coming back. Yes. Um, the big shows because the small shows are very, very important. However, I do think that these big shows are absolutely going to be a step in the right direction for us getting to see Fantasmic, Harmonious, Happily Ever After. Our fireworks are going to come back. Our parades are going to come back. And it just feels like that very first step going back to normalcy. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join over 10,000 people following us on TikTok. Keep an eye out on all of our social media platforms for an announcement regarding our first live show. For easy access to all our content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the parks. parks.